It's game day for North Carolina basketball, and here's what I'm wondering. The second half against Charleston, did we get a little glimpse of what this team could actually be? Because if so, wow. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Tuesday, November 15th, 2022. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast, the only daily North Carolina show out there. I'm your host, Isaac Shade, and I want to thank you for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen or your first watch every single day. Please don't forget we're free and available anywhere you get podcasts, so you can subscribe right now to make sure you don't miss a second of your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online, who has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Okay, folks, Gardner Webb coming up tonight, Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, ACC Network, or better yet, go to the Dean Smith Center and be there in person. The Tar Heels are hosting. Gardner Webb, they're a fringe 200 team at Ken Palm. They're 197 right now. They start off the season 0 and 2 with losses to Colorado State and Stephen F. Austin. To be fair, though, both those games were competitive. One of them, I believe, was just a two point loss, and both of them were true road environments. This will be three in a row true road games for the running Bulldogs to start the season. I know they're anxious to get back to Boiling Springs, North Carolina. I want to give you a little bit of a scouting report on Gardner-Webb, but I don't want to talk about them too long because I want to talk more about the Tar Heels. So first off, this is a more defensively minded team than offense. Um, Gardner-Webb wants to defend you and the way they want to do that, they play man to man, but buckle up and prepare yourselves for this. It's pack line principles. If you don't know what that is, it's Virginia. Which, by the way, is a great moment to stop and say uh, just devastating, tragic news from what happened in Charlottesville to our ACC brethren, uh, the Virginia Cavaliers. All thoughts and prayers to that community um, and everyone processing what happened um, this weekend. Our thoughts are with you. Um, but anyway, th- this is Virginia defense is what pack line is. It's not identical to it. They they go out and guard the three a little differently than Virginia does, but you're going to see a lot of that. So just prepare yourselves. I mean, think about what it's like to pr- play Virginia. Now, if you remember to last year, the Tar Heels did much better against Virginia under Hubert Davis than they had under Roy Williams. But still, it is a frustrating thing to play against. So just prepare yourself for the fact that it might be a little bit of a, a slow slog of a game similar to so some of the frustration against Wilmington when that game was all mucked up to start the season. North Carolina comes in averaging 85 and a half points per game. Gardner-Webb, 67. So that's kind of, there you go. Uh, the leading scorer is Julian Samaro, uh, averaging 12 and a half points per game, although he's not even a starter. And so uh, you're seeing your leading score come off the bench. We'll see if that continues to be true for Gardner-Webb. Also a fun little tidbit, there's a freshman on, on Gardner-Webb's roster. His name, Isaiah Hicks. Yes, you love to see it. Shout out to Isaiah Hicks. Well, maybe that's a good omen for the Tar Heels heading into this game. Again, though, I want to say more things about the Tar Heels and what 
I am expecting and hoping to see out of them. As I said off the top, we did see an infinitely better second half against College of Charleston last Friday night where the Tar Heels really flipped things and went off. But can we put that together for 40 minutes is what we're waiting to see. One of the things I'm looking to see along with that, can Carolina win the rebounding battle? The question is absolutely they need to. I know the rebounding, while they've lost the rebounding battle each of the first two games, it's been close, 37-32 and 35-32. There's just no reason for it. Absolutely none at all. I'm looking to see all like Armando get more. I'm looking to see Pete Nance get in there. Caleb Love did his part Friday night. He got nine, a career high. Uh, but what is happening with others? You got to get in there and get those rebounds. Next thing I really want to see from the Tar Heels, and one Tar Heel in particular, is Armando Baycott get the double-doubles rolling. And I know that seems like a selfish data statistical thing I'm looking at, but there's just something about your dude coming out and doing what he does. And I know it's been close each of the first two games against UNC Wilmington. He would have gotten there if not for foul trouble. But you just want to see Armando get rolling with this. The points are clearly there, and you want to see him just have a monster rebounding game like he is capable of doing. Speaking of rebounding, the the third thing I really would love to see from the Tar Heels tonight in this game is more assertiveness from Pete Nance in his on-court game. The the leadership assertiveness that he's showing is beyond what I expected, quite frankly. Love where that is at. Now, I know Coach Davis would say, and he did say in his press conference on Monday, listen, we're two games in. Come on, man, right? Like Armando was talking about, he's got to do a better job of, of getting offensive looks and offensive touches in scoring positions for Pete. And 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 so I get the the slow down the horse a little bit. We're two games in. But still, I, I just would like to see Pete have a game. You know what I mean? One of those. And I feel like that's got to be coming at some point. You just, you don't know when it is. Again, with a team this talented, they're going to trade off nights, right? Like each guy's going to get his opportunity to do it. I'd love to see that from Pete Nance, maybe even tonight. And then the next thing I'm curious about that I really want to see is the complete, the, we got to come up with a name for this throughout the season, but the complete leaky black, um, because the defense is always and will always be there. That's just, that is the starting point. That's the bottom line. But he had a perfect game from the field, scoring 15 points on Friday night against Charleston. If, and hitting two threes, like if that, if that is going to happen on a consistent basis, boy, howdy. And so let's watch to see what Leakey does. If he looks for his shot more as he seemed to do against Charleston. Um, I know he's going to want to see his assists go up. Didn't have any. Uh, against Charleston, and so you're looking to see that. And then the fifth thing I want to see from the Tar Heels is this. Let's get the three-point shooting going. Made five against Charleston, five for 20, but just two for 10 in game one. You really, I I think it's got to start with RJ and Caleb getting them going big time. And then also, Pete Nance hasn't hit one in the regular season yet, and so that's part of his assertiveness is let's see some of those three-pointers fall, and they're going to, right? That's the patience of this game, but I want to see it. There are obviously other things to be watching for and to see Carolina take steps with, but those are the things specifically that I'm going to be zeroing in on tonight in this game.
two bottom lines for me that Carolina needs to do, bringing all that together. Number one, dominate this game from start to finish. I know it sometimes takes long to a while to diagnose a team, especially a team running some interesting defensive principles, but, but come out and be the number one team in the country. Let's, let's see that type of performance. I know it's going to happen sooner or later, but I'd love to see it tonight. Also that allows the starters to not have to play 30 plus minutes. You think about getting ready for next week in PK 85, where you're going to have three games in four days. If you can get some mileage off of these guys' legs, that's a big win. Bottom line number two that I want to see is the continual movement towards finding identity. We we talked about this on Monday's show with uh, role acceptance and role identity for teams and how much that helps a basketball team. And so I'm curious to start seeing what are the strides towards that. I think we saw a little bit of that against Charleston, but but keep your eyes peeled for that tonight. And, and I, I want to acknowledge also that that might not be able to fully happen until Puff Johnson and Jalen Washington are in the mix and going, but there are still things you can do towards finding that identity. And in the same breath that I say everything I just said, hear me preaching this. Patience. I preached that all last season because, hey, this is Hubert Davis's first year. I'm going to preach it again this year because that that's just me. I'm a patient person. I'm not going to get all bent out of shape over one or two performances or one or two outlier things. I'm going to, I'm a stay the course kind of guy. I'm a, let's see it continue to happen. You don't want to be playing your best basketball right this moment. You want it in March and you want it in April. It's a journey. Let's go on that ride together. Part of that ride is going to be getting Puff Johnson back into the mix. As you've heard me talk about, highly important to get him in and going on this team. We got some news on Monday and I'll share exactly what it was with you. But first, this episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. Did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike all over the country? So that's why our friends at Simply Safe are offering 50% off their award-winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure and have peace of mind this holiday season. Here's why I love it. I have a smart house that's basically run by Alexa. I think the robots are taking over, but I love to be able to control things like Simply Safe from my phone along with everything else. And Simply Safe allows you to do that. In an emergency, 24 7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify that a threat is real so that you can get priority police response if indeed it is. So don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com/slash locked on college. It's their biggest discount of the year, and you don't want to miss out. So once again, simplysafe.com slash locked on college because there's no safe like Simply Safe. Folks, before we talk about Puff Johnson, let me, let me ask you to make your second listen of the day. Check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. From the games that matter most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the access that only the hosts of the Locked On Network can bring you. Locked On Sports Today. It's available on YouTube, Odyssey, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Okay, on Monday, Hubert Davis had his uh, like lead-up to the Gardner-Webb media availability, his press conference, and he was asked about Puff Johnson. And here's what he had to say, that Puff practiced on Sunday with limited reps. On Monday, was given full go, full clearance in terms of being able to practice fully. So this 
basically said my anticipation for him is to practice this whole week and then the beginning of next week and be ready to go for the games out in Portland, the PK 85. And just as a reminder, that starts on Thursday. So let's look at the timeline of what this means for Puff Johnson. And then we'll talk about what it means for the Tar Heels as a whole. So this means Puff missed already, obviously, the UNC Wilmington game, the College of Charleston game. There are two more games before the Tar Heels head out west. That's Gardner-Webb tonight, and that is James Madison coming up on Sunday. So grand scheme of things, if Puff Johnson only misses four games and is a go the rest of the season, money, bank, you love it to see it. He's missed double-digit games in each of his first two seasons. So that would be a huge win. So in terms of what he would be back for, Thursday, the first PK-85 game is against Portland. That's on Thanksgiving Day. Make your plans to watch that game. And then on Friday, Carolina will either play Iowa State or Villanova, depending on who wins and who loses each game. And then off day on Saturday, which is really nice. Get some rest in those legs. You're not playing three days in a row. And then the other side of the bracket, Carolina will either play UConn, Oregon, Alabama, or Michigan State. And so some big names, some big brands in the sport. You expect to get a great experience against multiple high-level D1 teams. So again, thankfully, this is not three games in three days. Three games in four days. Uh, which allows Carolina to not have to utilize quite as much of the depth if they don't want or need to, but you still, you have to, when you're playing back-to-back days, think about ACC tournament time where you need to bring in some of those other people. And so the fact that you get Puff Johnson back for these games is monumental for coach Hubert Davis. While at the same time, let me remind you that when a player is just coming back, being a full go in practice is a whole different ball of wax than being full go in in game situation. And so don't expect Puff Johnson to come in and be ready to give 20, 25 minutes in these first couple games. You know, you might see him 10, maybe 15, because, you know, Coach Davis wants to get him out there uh, for many for multiple minutes as soon as he can. But also long view. Puff Johnson working back in slowly is worth lesser minutes, fewer minutes now so that he can be ready to go for longer as the season wears on. Because all due respect to PK85, you want to go out there and perform well and win all three games if you can, but that's not the goal. Nobody remembers that. What people remember is what did you do in March and April? And that is the the prize that Coach Hubert Davis has his eyes on. So, Um, just keep your eye on that. But why is this so important? Because Puff Johnson just brings a capability that's a little bit different. You know, he's his very own unique niche that really nobody else on this team is perhaps closest to Leaky Black in terms of Swiss Army knifedness, if I can use that phrase for us all. Um, but, But it's even different than Leaky. I just think about him as somebody that can do a lot of different things well. If um, he's not going to be the sharpshooter that Cam is, his brother. Um, by the way, come on, uh, just hate it for Cam and his knee injury. No, that's a long recovery. Best best thoughts and wishes to you, Cam, as you recover. But for Puff, hopefully he can grow into that kind of shooter, but he can knock him down. He's a guy that's not afraid to take a charge, to make a big play for a teammate, but also can get in there and score when needed 
is is a really solid defender. I'm so excited to see uh, any kind of combination that includes he and Leakey and Seth Trimble and the defense that they could bring. Even Caleb Love starting to show up as Caleb Love that that you hope and want to see. And so um, there's just things that Puff Johnson brings to this team that are unique that Coach Davis needs, and that is going to allow that depth to go on in bigger ways. We talked about getting fewer minutes for the starters. Puff Johnson's the one that helps you do that. But also, what about Jalen Washington? Because clearly he's an important member of this team as well, particularly obviously in the front court where he will play. How does he help fill out that rotation alongside Armando Baycott and Pete Nance when Baycott goes to the bench and Nance goes to the five? Man, if you can bring in Washington at the four, that is a great lineup still in in a phenomenal front court. So as for him, Coach Davis says, listen, Jalen's getting really close. He practiced last week first full court activities. And so based on knowing that, but not knowing what's going on with Puff, I honestly thought we would see Jalen back before Puff, but now it's starting to sound like not because here's what coach Davis said about Jalen right after the games in Portland. I think it could be an opportunity for Jalen to be full go in terms of putting him out there during the games. So that means the expectation is that Jalen will not only miss these first four home games, but also the three games out in Portland. So does that mean immediately after Portland, which would be the ACC Big Ten Challenge in Bloomington, Indiana? Or does it mean games following that, like Michigan and the Jumpman Invitational or whatever else it may be? There's no definition to that. And and that's kind of the way things go with injuries is you just got to kind of take it as it comes. Um, See for both Puff and Jalen, how are their bodies responding to fuller, more intense practices, to a higher minutes allocation. And then you you work with the medical staff and, and Jonas Serration and the strength and strength training staff to see, hey, what, what do we think right now uh, for both of them, these lower body injuries can hold up and sustain. And so keep your eyes peeled for that for more news. And we'll hope to see Jalen Washington after PK85. We'll hope to see Puff Johnson at PK85 would be great for the Tar Heels. Because again, this stretch is going to be brutal from Thanksgiving week on through kind of the end of the year. And so anything you get from either of these two guys, and hopefully both, is massive. Well, we're going to take a little jog around Chapel Hill, check in on a few other fall sports teams, what they're doing as they come to the end of their season and the beginning of the season still for the women's basketball team, including a Final Four birth. Who is that? We'll talk about it. But first, let me remind you that this episode is brought to you by Bet Online, which is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, they've got it all at Bet Online. And if you love sports podcasts, man, you can find those at Bet Online as well. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. And I always love waiting to see what numbers come out right now about. Drake May's Heisman odds about Carolina as a team and how their national championship odds are progressing, especially now that they've clinched a spot in the ACC championship game. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. Okay, so friends, there are four other teams I want to check in on around Chapel Hill. And it's got to start with this team that just clinched a spot in the Final Four this past 
weekend. That is the field hockey team who's trying to come back from a disappointing end to last season where they broke their final four uh, streak that had been going on for quite some time. So Friday in the first round of the NCAA tournament, which in field hockey, you start with 16, 5-1 win over Delaware. And then moving on to Sunday, they played St. Joseph's, a 5-2 victory there. Yeah, that's essentially the Elite Eight. And now you move on to the Final Four. This team is number one in the nation. They are undefeated. It's just they keep rolling on. I, I talked about their Final Four streak being broken last year. They had 12 Final Fours in a row prior to that. So this is 13th Final Four in in the last 14 tournaments played, we should say. Obviously, 20 uh it, well, that didn't factor into fall sports. So there you go. Anyway, never mind. <laughs> but up next in the final four is Penn State. They will play Friday, noon Eastern time on ESPN+. Thankfully, the number four team got knocked out of the bracket. So Carolina gets a little bit of a reprieve in the final four. And if they're fortunate enough to move past the Nittany Lions, the championship, the national championship is Sunday, 1.30 Eastern time. That one will be on ESPNU. And that would be either against national number two seed Northwestern or national number three seed Maryland. So crazy matchups ahead. Can't wait to see it. Best of luck to Aaron Matson and the ladies as they hopefully capture yet another field hockey national championship. As for women's basketball, had that great victory over Jackson State to start stuff off last Wednesday. And then over the weekend, they played TCU. Great to get a, a fellow Power 5 conference opponent so early in the season. And listen, if you just looked at at the, the score, the final score of this game, you think, oh, great, easy performance, 75-48, way to go, Lady Tar Heels. But if you take a closer look at the game, and if you're keeping up with it, Carolina was down after the first quarter, 17-15. to 15. And you're thinking, okay, maybe, you know, just get let's get things going and get things going. They did. Heels blitz almost, almost doubled up TCU the rest of the way. It was 60 to 31 the rest of the way. You got five Tar Heels in double figures. It, it, just this, again, we talked about the rebounding by committee last week. Man, this is scoring by committee. That You love to see what the ladies are doing and how they are coming together to win ballgames. I'm really excited about this team and their potential for this season. Could be great to see what both the men and the women are able to do on the hardwood in 2022-23. All right, for the final two teams I want to talk about on our little tour of Chapel Hill, I want to talk about the two soccer teams. First, the women's soccer team, who was already underway in the NCAA tournament. Um, somehow, I'm still trying to figure this out, they were snubbed of a number one seed that of the four one seeds that they didn't get one of them. They got a two seed. Maybe it's good because you play with the chip on your shoulder, whatever. I don't need to hear it, but uh, they uh, won their first round game. Nice showing now take on number seven seed in their bracket, not seven national seed, but UGA, the Bulldogs on Thursday coming up this Thursday, 5 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN plus that will be at Dorrance Field. As for the men, they got an at-large bid. We found that out on Monday to the NCAA tournament. Congrats to them. That's always a big deal. They, too, on Thursday will play High Point. That's going to be at 5, also on uh, at, at home there on Sunday. And so men and women both in action. The, um, I'm sorry, the 
the men are playing high point on Thursday. The winner will take on Stanford on Sunday. Boy, I am not looking at my notes correctly there. I'm so sorry about that. And so great to see all this postseason action from all of these teams. It's great to see the women's basketball team being so dominant early in the season and excited to keep up with them as they go throughout the season. Well, friends, that's it for today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels. Thanks so much for tuning in. Can't wait to see what happens tonight with this game against Gardner-Webb and how the Tar Heels do. Coming up on tomorrow's show, Pat Kilby and I are going to unpack this game together. If you want to tune in with me, I'm going to do a live postcast after the game before we record that. Would love for you to hop in to be able to answer questions for you and unpack the game in real time as soon as it's over. We usually do that about 10 to 15 minutes after the game is over. Thanks for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen. For your second listen, let me encourage you to check out Locked on Sports today. Biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on Odyssey, YouTube, and anywhere else you get podcasts. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Heels. You can follow me at Isaac Shade. Would love for you to send the show an email if you are an emailer instead of a social media person. LockedOnTarHeels at gmail.com. Would always love to hear from you and chat back and forth with you. Please don't forget to subscribe. And for those of you watching, smash the like button, leave comments, and we will talk to you soon. Want to remind you, it's always a great day to be a Tar Heel. And until tomorrow or until tonight, if you dive into the live postcast, peace.